Yo! Yo! The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. So uh, I have a little, little, little cold open. I guess uh, it'll kind of lead us right into the topic that we want to discuss today, right? But um, you know, failure, right? Failure, sure, is what I would like to discuss. You know, the one thing that I'm learning. And I'll, I'll ask you as well this question. But the one thing I'm learning is like how you process failure is an important factor in life in general. Like it's 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 probably one of the most important factors. So um, my question today exactly is, Devin, how do you process failure? Uh there's two things that I do. Uh, one is that I embrace variance and you learn that from sports and chants and stuff like that. But I like, I very much embrace the fact that, you know, the Sixers were super, super good and lost on a, on a unbelievable three bouncer from Kawhi Leonard. And like that plays out a little differently and maybe the Sixers win the finals. Right. And the whole story is completely different because variance is a thing. Like it's just a huge part of life. So the first thing that I hold into my head all the time is that variance is just a massive, massive part of life. You maybe lose on a three bouncer. Maybe um, you might be a, you know, a 75% favorite to win something, but you still are going to lose 25% of the time. Like just that idea. And I think make baseball right is really good. Like if you, get on base, if you fail 70% of the time, right, getting a hit, you go to the Hall of Fame for failing 70% of the time. So, like, embrace that variance. So that's the first piece that I do. And then the second thing is that I assume that I'm wrong about most things, um, which is peculiar because I definitely say a lot with a lot of confidence, right? Like I definitely, <laughs> I definitely say stuff with a ton of confidence. Um, but like, I just assume that everything that I think is wrong by some degree. And what I need to do is just get more and more information and then I'll get it more and more correct. But like the natural intuition that I have about, I don't know, whatever, like I, I generally think that I'm pretty right about that. Like I'll think like, well, you know, somebody should do this and the way I'll imagine it and the reality that'll show up is different. Right. But I definitely like assume that I'm wrong, but that my intuition is correct. Like the, the general belief that, you know, Hey, look, people, electric cars are going to get more popular. 
right? That I've been ranting about that since we used to work together. I'm like, this is going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And it slowly will happen. And I'm wrong about what I think the outcome will be, but the direction eventually will get there. And so I like, I use that, like that degree to sort of guide, I guess, how wrong I am. So those two things. So I like embrace it. And then I just assume that I'm wrong in my exact vision but I'm right in my direction. And so it's just a question of like using the degree to dial it in. So you're just constantly going like, what did I get wrong? How did I get it wrong? How can I get it better? What did I get wrong? How did I get it wrong? How can I make it better? Over and over and over. So mm. that's that's how I do it. How about yeah. you? Yeah, so I mean, similar. And I guess my explanation will be slightly different, but we'll ultimately get to the same place. Um, I believe in variance. I think variance is like, I. I believe that there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? Like, like you could get the so you can get to the same destination so many different ways. So, what for me when it comes to failure is just like when there is failure, I'm like, okay, all right, it's a setback, it's an opportunity, one to learn, um, it's a chance to make something right, and I'm gonna be better for it. And, uh, and, you know, we, we try again, we, we readjust and we try again. Um, I don't take it personally, uh, failure at all. You know, it's a totally, it's a positive thing for me. Um, because it just means, you know, I look at it from a standpoint of it means it's an opportunity, you know, it's a challenge. I love to be challenged. Like that is literally like, I'm, I'm sick when it comes to challenge. Like I'm a, I'm an obsessor. I'm a, like, if you challenge me, I will die trying to get to the point of, you know, winning that battle mm-hmm. because that's just, I'm just a competitor in, in every aspect of life. So when, when I fell, I'm like, all right, I, let's go. Like, what did I do wrong? Let's revisit it. Let's look at, let's dissect this thing. Let's open that toaster up and put it back together. And that that's that's the way that I process. So I look at it as it's totally an opportunity. Um, I am overly confident, but I'm also very aware that I'm going to fail and I'm supposed to fail and that it's not supposed to be easy. You know, it's supposed to be challenging. So, it's you know, it's a weird mix. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people who are just overly confident when they fail, they got like front runner mentality. Where it's like, oh, I fell now we're hiding. You know what I mean? Like I'm the guy who fails and I double down. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, fuck that. Bet me again. I make the next one. You know what I mean? Like that that that's my mentality with failing where it's like it's just an opportunity. You know. Yeah, I I'm reading this book um called The Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, you should you should read it. Yeah, it sounds like a great title. It's it's great. Um, And, uh, you know, so it's all about like the psychology of actually, truly, it's about the psychology of failure and people who who, like think like this is how it is and they have a fixed mindset. And so when they encounter stuff that isn't that (laughs) right, they don't know what to do. And I've seen I've seen that, dude, I've seen that in my life so many times. I see it all the time. All the time. 
And then, and then the opposite of course, is the other side of it where you have these people who are like, I, I would say they're more like you and I, or they're more like the sports athletes that you see that are super successful, right? Where they go like, Okay, so what do I need to change? Given that situation again, what do I need to change? Or given uh, information that's similar to that, how do I need to change? And so I've been re- reading that book al- um, alongside our, our regular book. And uh, A, it's great. You should read it. B, it's really thoughtful. But it has like clarified a lot of the scope of that stuff. And it's interesting. So this week, right, I had the customer demo <clears throat> for the comics app. And so I'm looking... I'm sitting down with the guy and I like show him some stuff that I've built. And the biggest thing that I noticed is that he immediately latch customers immediately latch on to stuff, right? So I had this thing labeled in a in a word I used a word that wasn't the word that he would use, right? And so to him immediately it was the wrong thing. And in my head, I was like, dude, I'll just go in and change the label. It's no big deal. Like, in my head, I saw that. Um, But the other piece of that is that that was my reaction to it, which is like, okay, he he has an expectation. I didn't meet that expectation. I need to evolve my process in order to meet his expectation, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to oh, well, this just won't work for this customer. This is the wrong customer, and I need to go, right? Like, I didn't have any of that all i had was excitement about the fact that now i know more about exactly what my customer wants because i sat down and said here's what i made is this in the neighborhood of right and i literally said it like that i was like so how in the neighborhood of correct are we here like like what do i need to change in order to make this useful for you i led with i know i built the wrong thing you tell me now what you need What's wrong about this? What it, and I got really great information, man. Really great information. Yeah. You know, and and I want to hear more about that. So before we <laughs> transition, you know, you just hit something on the head where it's like leaders on leaders have to fail or are prepared to fail. Or like, you know, and somewhere in their journey they fail. Like you can't you can't be a leader if you haven't experienced or you don't embrace failure like it, it it just i don't think it works i think part of like being a leader is like the job doesn't start until you hit adversity you know what i mean anybody can lead you down the yellow brick road of like you know rainbows and you know ice cream ice cream yeah <laughs> you know shit a three-year-old can lead you through that um but real leadership begins with adversity. You know what I mean? Like that's when it that's when it's like, all right, what do we do? And embracing that bad news, right? Mm-hmm. Embracing that like, oh, this this thing went wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. We got this bad thing. How how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. And so you, you you hit it on the head though. You said like 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 certain athletes who are who are great. The reason why they've reached their greatness. Jordan is not Jordan without the Pistons of the 90s who beat the hell out of him and made him continue to go and every every loss every year he failed he looked at it as an opportunity like okay all right that didn't work all right I'm gonna gain 20 pounds so I can be stronger of nothing but muscle and we're gonna see how you beat me up this time you know what I mean and it's just every year it just was like okay all right I'm gonna I'm gonna add this 
I'm all that. And that don't mean like you go back to not to make this a sports podcast again, but you go back to LeBron versus Dallas. Like not to mean not to mention not not to mean that you're not gonna have moments in your failure where you're just like you're down or at that moment you're not processing it probably the way that you will once you cool down. Like LeBron at the Dallas. I got a lot of money and a wife and beautiful kids and, you know, this ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Whatever his – I'm paraphrasing, but that was his comment in the post-game press conference. And and he was being honest and yeah, yeah. and true. But then it didn't change the fact that he also went and took all that information and went to work. Went to work. And went <laughs> to work he did. And so I say all that just like if you're, you're going to be a leader in life, like starting – immediately you got to be willing to embrace and process failure because it's a part of leadership and the more failure you go through the more processing you get to do which means that's more data and information that you're gaining that's more knowledge that's that's just an opportunity you know i agree i also think that it's interesting like if you were to put into a list like which leader do you want to be do you want to be steph curry or do you want to be michael jordan right like steph's the greatest shooter of all time and mike's the greatest player of all time let's say um but i think a lot of people would pick steph curry because he is not only is he he embracing the need to change and reevaluate and try new things and all that stuff that he gets that those new pieces of information right not only does he change around that but it also seems like he's got his life under control that like he's He's got much more balance around. Like, I, I think that he's got a better understanding of like, yeah, I go home at the end of the yeah. day. Like, yeah. I think he embraces that variance a lot better than somebody like Mike. Like, Mike, I think <laughs> takes it pretty personally. Are you, you know? <laughs> are you, are you willing to? So I hear your point, and I'm gonna try and break it down. What I'm hearing is that also part of failure and and embracing it is that sometimes if you have to win and it's by any means you can sacrifice a lot of other qualities of your life yep i think that's and, the set i think that's the seth godin in me right there yeah, right and like need, seth yeah. would never do that <laughs> yeah and you need a you need a balance mm-hmm. because in order to win every time in this area that also could mean that the way the variables are working out somewhere else in your life could mean that you're, you're never winning over there. Right. So there is a balance and you just got to let the chips fall where they may. You well, and you need to, you need to accept whatever it is. Like, you know, like if Sarah was like, Hey, I need you to not work on comics helper tonight. I need you to take a walk with me. I'm going to put the app down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I got like that sense of priorities, mm-hmm. and you're the same way. I know that, yeah, right? Sure. So, so it's like, can can you balance that that combination and keep it in perspective and understand that, like, I'm willing to sacrifice this for that? Easy game. Yeah, for sure. So, speaking of failure, uh, it was JP was the original JD 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 yes. was the original uh, motivation behind your week. And in a turn of events, things kind of, you know, totally went another direction for 100%. you. 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, we talked a little bit about that. But this week you had you had a very important meeting. So uh, 
tell us tell us about it man I, i'm sure the audience is dying to know yeah so the i think the, the most interesting thing um that i that i'm taking away from the conversation is that when i walked in he was excited to see me um because essentially like two weeks ago maybe it was last week i can't remember but i talked to him and i was like tell me about your like i asked him a bunch of questions about his process and i told him i was like oh, i think i can let me take a look at that. I'll pop back in, right? And then uh, that was three weeks ago. And then last week I popped in and I just said, hey, how's it going? Um, when can I come in and show you what I what I got, right? Like I took that information from that conversation we had and when can I pop in? And he was like, oh, pop in next Friday. And then I showed up and uh, he was excited to see me. And I think that the, a lot of that was because I suspect that a bunch of people have asked him about his process over the years while he's trying to run his business and not shown up, not done the other half of the the work, right? A lot of people, myself included, for sure. Um, and I know you, you know, both of us prior to this show were idea guys, right? We had a million ideas, but mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't execute. We didn't follow through. And so sure. I showed up with something and I was like, Hey, look, this is what I got. Does this fix your problem? Um, and I think that that was super invigorating for him because he's bought in. He's excited about the process. He wants, I was like, I don't, I'm not worried about, he was like, he was like, you know, I, I know some other comic book shops. And I was like, yeah, I'm not worried about that right now. But he like, he, he volunteered that in the conversation. That's awesome. Yeah. But I'm like, uh, let, let's just make a perfect tool for you. Let's start there. Let's get there. And once we're there, then we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, and that's a lot of the philosophy from what we've read, right? Lean mm -hmm, startup mm -hmm. and, and, and all that stuff where they just talk about like, dude, just build the right thing. Build, once you build the right thing, then you can figure out how to apply it other places. So I think showing up was big. And then I think that process of, you know, the mom test applies a lot in when you're asking somebody about an idea, but it also applies a lot when somebody says like, well, it does this, right? They're meaning of this has lots of internalized information. What this is, is like, oh, I, I mean that it does X, Y, Z, but I'm only going to tell you about X. I'm going to leave Y, Z because I'm going to assume that you know those two pieces of information. And you don't. You don't when you're building the product for somebody. You just don't have any idea about that. And you need to accept that and embrace it. And it's a failure process, really, because it's, does this solve your problem? And then they go, well, it doesn't do this. And you, well, you didn't tell me that. Well, of course they didn't tell you that. They assume you know that. Yeah. Um, and so you have to kind of work through that. And so it, it's pretty exciting. He gave me a bunch of good feedback. I sort of understand what he wants, right? And I'm going to dial it in, get those couple of things built, and show back up this Friday and be like, how does this look? Is, is this solving your problem yet? Um, and I'm just going to keep doing that every Friday until uh, he goes like, this is great. We're yeah. using it. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So he goes, perfect. This is it. Yeah. Wow, that that's awesome. So overall, like, you know, for you, like, how how did once you left the meeting, how did you? What was your feelings the moment you left the meeting? Like, you're in that exact moment. How did you feel? You know, um, I didn't. I didn't quite fist bump, like, you know, fist in the air, like, or whatever, right? Like, it wasn't quite that, because it was more like, okay, cool, now I have a list, right? But the level of confidence, uh, so I, you, 
you know, I was, I am, con- we were talking earlier about confidence, right? So I'm a hundred percent confident the comic book shops would and collectibles like that space, that like weird neat nerd niche would do super, super well with a purpose built tool that made it so that they could be more successful helping their customers. Right. I am firm in that belief, but I have, so I have a hundred percent confidence but 99% know-how, right? Like I, I really only know how to build the app. I don't really know what the app needs. And now I have 98% know-how, right? Like I, I have a little bit more about knowing exactly what the tool is that would help those shops. So my confidence is the same, but my actual like roadmap is a little bit clearer, just a teeny tiny bit clearer. And so now I have confidence and direction, just a little bit, but I have some direction. And so I was excited because I like I validated the confidence that I have, but then I immediately felt the responsibility of like, all right, well now I got to figure this out. Like, <laughs> I got I got a, I got a week, you know, wow. I got a week to build like a a, a, a little bit more of a solution because you don't want to overbuild, right? I don't want to build two things. I just want to build one. Did this work? And and have it be that little iterative step because otherwise I could go down on a tangent that's not right for him, right? Yeah. Um, wow. So. Yeah, that's dope, man. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Dope. You also had an exciting week. Yeah, we so we are back in the field, back on foot. You know, doing hand hands. Um, and we had we had an amazing week. We did an, an event, March Madness, that was hosted by the Slate Plate. Um, awesome story about the the Slate Plate is the Slate Plate. They're also um a black owned business um and they're basically out of the kitchen uh this wife and husband are selling dinner platters out of the kitchen and i mean the energy they got incredible energy you know great vibe every event that we've gone to this i think this is the second event that they've had that we've participated in they participated in two of our um wing sales and um, yeah, man, it's just dope. It's it's a real supportive environment. And uh, they reached out to us and was like, "Yo, we want y'all there." And they've been using some of the seasonings every now and again to make uh, the cook with. And they've done, you know, different videos with our seasonings. Um, it's just dope. It's dope what they do. And so we went to their event. And at their event, you know, it was it was pretty much. Uh, it was a it was a nice like what you would think of it's like a, a nice local local event yeah, like yeah you know. you know think of like a small farmers market that's like yeah. you know maybe like a quarter of a block type right. size neighborhood neighborhood yeah a little neighborhood you know so they had like about that type of turnout um, where they uh, I think I'd say if you're counting the the couples that came in as one I would say there was probably about you know, maybe 30 to 40 eligible customers that that came in um, and checked out the table. That's including the people at the events as well. Um, and we did well, man. We had about maybe close to 40 customers or so, somewhere around there. And I'd say they each spun roughly around like $15 a piece, um, which they each bought about three bags of seasoning. So we sell, sold a little over 100 bags of seasonings. Um, and what I would call 
more like a three and a half hour window is what we did that in. Um, but more importantly, the hit rate. We probably were a 95% hit rate on yeah, every just every, customer. Just everybody over. was handing you their money. Yes. Which is more, which is like, I don't care if it's a 10 person test, a 20 person, 30 person, 100 person test. Like to be a 95% hit rate is incredible. That that tells you right out the bat. And none of these people we knew. This is entirely cold market. You know, now it was lukewarm because they were friends and family. Well, and they were walking into an event shop. to try to buy some stuff. Like yes. that's why they walked in. Yes. So they knew they were coming in, shopping and all that. You know, so yes, it wasn't as though we were just walking up to people on the street. Yeah. But, we we used to call those lay down customers, right? Yeah. Like, you, you walk in and they're ready to be, if you hand them a pie, they'll buy a pie. Like they're ready to buy a thing, but you need to do the work to get them the pie in their hand. Exactly. So yeah, that's what we did. And I'm telling you, it was, uh, it was inspiring because we've had a couple of months where we were testing, you know, one traction, um, lane with the dinners and everything like that. And not that we didn't have success in that, but, it's a lot of work getting ready for that, that, you know, and we were trying to figure it out. And now that the summer's coming, I feel like we've been given this, this gift of joke of energy and, you know, inspiration as a, as a, a brand where I know we're all ready to work harder. Like just in time, this event came, we're heading into the summer spring and that's where all the opportunity is is in the spring and it was like perfect timing here it is this opportunity comes up roaring success and now we're back like with belief like it was from day one you know what i mean like we we kind of know a way it's like all right we're gonna walk down here because this works it's, it's pretty interesting that both you and i had a week where um we got new direction. We, mm-hmm. we got new direction that like clarifies the next Step. five steps. You yep. know, like, okay, we got some steps and we can do this, 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 this. Like, because I need to make the video for JD and I can't make it this week, but I can make it next week. And the video for JD is like, is designed for like, hey man, like you could be in on this too. It doesn't yep. need to just be me, right? Yeah. Um, and yep. and like those little pieces of information that, that you get so that you can, Right. You guys learned like, you know, having events where we're selling food is interesting and fun and something we need to keep an eye on, but we don't want to build our business around it necessarily. Exactly. Yep. We want to, yep. we want to stay in that direct to consumer lane because we understand there's more value for us for where we're at in our life right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those we are, need, that's, yeah, yeah. We need, we need, we need to be, we need to be plugged in to it all. Mm-hmm. And we need to not, it's still not time to pick a direction yet. And that's what we learned the most is we got a lot of vi- viable, you know, resources and, in- and directions that we can go in terms of what we're going to be. Now's not the time to pick. And it may never be a time to pick and basically solely become this one thing. You know what I mean? Like, we're not this one thing. In fact, part of one of the other elements of the event was Rodney went around and shot, like, little short 
snippet videos for every vendor that was there. And he's actually going to put them together, mix them up, you know, uh, spice them up a little bit and offer them back to each vendor as a gift and let them know like, Hey, if you want more of this contact contra- um, this content, you know, let us know. Yep. You know what I mean? We got business cards for every last one of those vendors because we do have plans to have an, a, an event that we're going to host. And we want those vendors, at least half of them, to come be a part of it. Sure. And then we're hoping that we gave our business card to every vendor and we let them all know, hey, if you have an event yourself, let us know because we want to be there. So yep. constantly just this this whole world of networking that we started to dig into that we weren't really a part of now is like now is the time this is the moment man to really go ahead and, and start making some things happen and and get out here because people are ready they're coming out of their their back closets oh, yeah. and hallways and basements that spring, and that spring vibe <laughs> man, man people are ready so uh you know it like you said it gave us some some new steps to start working towards and one of them is we're gonna we're gonna start popping up and just fucking creating a vibe and selling shit to people like yeah. that. And, and, you know, getting up back on our social media game and keeping the website fresh. So we, we just going to, we're tightening up, man. It's game time. We playoffs is right around the corner. That's what it feels like. You it's know? good. And we're getting ready. We're getting our rotation situated. It's good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really good, man. Like the, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I sent you a text and uh, yeah, I saw book, it. but yeah, I, yeah. I sent you a text. It was like, uh, it was two, two years ago. Neither of us had a business and now we have a podcast with like 80 something episodes and yeah. I'm walking into a demo and you have a website that's running a direct to consumer brand. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Think about that. That's it's a crazy, crazy, that's a, that's a crazy shift in two years. It's really it's crazy, exciting. Man. Um, yeah. so, t- so tell me any reflections on the book part five. Ah, oh, another good, no, they're good two chapters. Um, the characters are, you know, it's dope. And it's less about the book, but just about like, again, how much I'm loving, you know, doing the reading and, and the listening and, you know, just getting more into books. I love character development. Like every show that I watch, I like slow shows that develop characters and you really get to know the characters. And that's what the hell books are. And I love, like, now that the characters are fully developed, like, this shit is, it's, it's, it's fast. It's stuff happening. I'm seeing it. Like, I can see the vision, the pictures. Like, I know what Jude looks like. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it all. And it's just like, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. It's pretty awesome. I'm like really excited to like read the chapters. You know, I almost finished the book. I had to stop myself because it's just it's just good, you know. But that's the one thing that I'm 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 taking away. But but I love the Kennedy character. You know, I, I feel like I know her working at Trader Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah we've been know. with enough with enough yeah, artists enough, and yeah. a lot of Kennedy actors and door, yeah, right? a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. but I, but I, I I like her character. Her character is very complex. You know, and the story's become about her more than I thought it would. She's like, she's, it's all about her and Jude, man. Yeah, it's about her and Jude, and and even Jude in this chapter was more of the backdrop 
like Kennedy was two chapters ago mm-hmm. to Jude. Like remember, Kennedy popped up in Jude's chapter. Yep. In this chapter, Jude popped up in Kennedy's chapter. Yep. And uh, you know, I thought the character development, I I love the complexity of of Kennedy. And uh Jude's a dope character too. The, the character development has been awesome. The thing that I like the most about Jude this chapter is it's been so it's been three years since we yeah. last since we last dropped in, right? And this time we're we're focused on Kennedy's world, and Kennedy's world is very much the world of somebody who is like a, a very aloof and an actress and artistic mm-hmm. and doesn't have it together and probably never will at this point. Like, and that's okay. She's she's just living her life and she's making a good good go of it. I would say she's doing what, stuff that she finds interesting. What do you call someone who? is actively in, or like very intentionally unpretentious, but so pretent, intentionally unpretentious that they that they're are pretentious, pretentious about it. Yeah. Kennedy, that's what you call him. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but I've, character, and I've right? known a bunch and I've known a bunch of those know, people. That's why I ask, yeah. There's a ton of them out there. And they and definitely like, tend to skew artists, right? They tend yeah, to skew yeah, like yeah, actress, yeah, actor, yeah. musician, like, whatever. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. Hillary Banks in the in the Fresh Prince, where she was like, so like how she was like, uh, we're saving the the wells, and we're all gonna rent a bus and drive through like Los Angeles to save the earth. Remember, remember she would have lines like that, and it's like you're gonna put you're gonna be in a bus trying to save the earth, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like like a big diesel bus, and you know, like, <laughs> you know but it's yes. like that, that uh, yes, 100%, 100%. it. hundred percent, a hundred percent. I had to ask. I'm just like, is there a word for it? Because it's just, Kennedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you see this like Jude pops up, and it's been three years since we've seen her, and this time, Jude's level of self assurance. Right. Remember yeah, last time, yes. Jude was like hanging on to Kennedy, mm-hmm. and now Jude's almost a doctor, Damn. and she's confident. She's self. She's like, all right, Kennedy, you do you. Like. I'm not going to force anything on you. Here I am. This is what I have. Because she's grown and the kind of self-confidence that he has now is consistent with that character that we've been following from the very beginning. Right? It's a quiet confidence. It's not overbearing. It's mm-hmm. okay, Kennedy. I'm just here. Yeah. If you want you can do you, but she's no longer like meek, you know? She's grown yes. into this character because She's a doctor now. Like, well, not yet, but she's yeah. almost a doctor now. Yeah. So, I, I love that consistent line that they drew. Yes. How about this consistent line that they draw through Stella's character? Because that's pretty consistent as well. Even though you know she's the one, the linchpin to all of this. Even as a kid, she's always hid from the truth. Mm-hmm. That's been her character all the way through. Even when they tell a story about how they. Um, after their father died, how she just was like hiding under the covers at night, trying to deal with it and just running from that whole thing. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's been her life. Like right now, it, I wish she was a real person. Cause I would love to know like, what is she feeling inside? Because it's clear that like, she is torn down the middle and like, yeah. I wonder if part of the reason why she doesn't want to just throw in the towel and just be like, listen, I've been lying all these years. You know, 
I don't think it's actually because she thinks her family is going to leave her or her family is going to like disown her or anything like that. Like this is, we're almost at the nineties now. Like, come on, Stella, you're like 60. Like it's over. It's cool now. It's whatever. It ain't going to be cool. But I wonder if she's still scared to deal with the trauma of her childhood in her early, like if she goes back to that life, the in her head because she who she is who she is now did her father and mother really die in like some car accident you know what i mean like oh i think so you know i think so i'm saying like to me that's who that's the interesting part of stella's character right is that she left a life and started a new one yes she she and you know maybe if it would have maybe if this all would have happened 90 days into her new life or a year into her new life, she could have like shifted back. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, made a transition, but that's not where she's at now. She's built an entire psyche around this person. Right. And that's why she's wound up so tight. Like all these situations that they talk about, she talks about like how she's tight lipped or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. you could just see her wound up so tight because she's holding on to everything. It's crazy. It's deep. You know what it gets me thinking? You know how you hear people say, particularly older people say, yeah, that was in another life? Mm-hmm. Like, how many people that use that phrase that are really actually, like, have buried their life pre, you know, 22 and just, like, wrap that life up and, like, put it in a box and it's buried deep in a closet somewhere? And their life began at, like, 22 years old, and that's as far back as they go. That's how a lot of parts of my life feel. Like I, I definitely yeah. like section off big chunks, and I just think like, yeah, I guess that was the thing I did. I, I, it, but it's like fully separated from yeah. Yeah. that. It's just the it's the way that I compartmentalize my life for sure. Wow, and, that's crazy. And it's interesting to see Stella go through it. And I hadn't thought about it, but I am clear that that is a hundred percent how I think about my own life. Dang, so, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Huh. Now, do you think it does it tie? Does it is it tied around just like trauma or like i wonder what it like you know what i mean because for me like i i don't know i don't i'm the opposite i'm constantly like unpacking and reminiscing you know the past yeah that's not how that's not how i work at all right so i for me i mean I, i didn't really draw this parallel at all but for me like things are in sections there's chunks right and the differences between like, like when we met the person that I was then and the person mm-hmm. that I am now, I kind of don't even think of them as the same person, right? Wow. Like I, they're not the same person to me. Like their their interests, their focus, they were different. And wow. Once I've abandoned one thing, it's not that it, not that I don't take away the lessons and the, and the good mm-hmm. stuff from it, right? But I'm like, oh, that's. Cause that period, that chapter is over. I've closed the book on that in my head. Mm. So it's just done. It's just, it's just not a thing anymore in much the way that Stella is like that. I wasn't born in Mallard. That's just not a thing anymore. <laughs> she just yeah. closed that. It's just, and it's just gone. <laughs> that's exactly how I, it's funny. Cause I never, I never ever put that together, but that's totally how I live my life. Wow. That that's dope, man. That, it's I interesting. Mean, like just to be able to tie, yeah. I I don't, yeah, I don't share that at all. No, you you have a you have a full you like the whole story of your life. Yeah, you like yeah, to put yeah. it 
in a whole thing. And that's just not how my brain works. That's very, that's very interesting to see us work in those two different ways. Yeah, 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 that's, that's, yeah, that's life. Yeah, sure. that is life. All wow. right, so we we finish it up uh, next week, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually I'm a little sad that it's over. Mm. It's a really good book, man. It is, yeah. I'm a little sad that it's over. I I, I don't know where to, I don't know if I can just go right back to like some fucking you know how business to be book? a great yeah how to be a great <laughs> business like this was this is like yeah, maybe we'll do another novel. maybe we'll do another novel. That's fine. Yeah, this there's a, good, there's man. there's plenty yeah, of great novels like, in the world. Time, you know what right? I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is yeah, this is a good book, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lots of so, uh, yeah. so uh, where can people find us? They can find us at twenty four. They can well, they can find us yeah. there too. Yeah, sure. Movement dot com, comicshelper dot com. They can find us at uh, theprocessesblackandwhite.com dot com, and search us on all of your plat- your social media platforms, and you can find us. At the process is black and white. We'll pop right up. All right. Talk to you next week. All right, man. Talk to you, bro. And that's all the time we have this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process is Black and White. Come join us next week where the journey continues on the road to successful entrepreneurship. For further information, go to www.theprocessisblackandwhite.com. Any views or opinions represented on this podcast do not constitute financial advice or any other advice. Vernon and Devin inspire you to conduct your own due diligence before making any personal financial decisions.